Tell me your story. Tell me your story. How did it all start? Do you remember? Oh, I know what happened. How did it stop? You're now tuned into the Small Business Origins Podcast. I love an origin story. Each week, we dive into the real stories of entrepreneurs and businesses from across the nation. Who is he and what's his origin story? Who started with just an idea and are now making waves. I told you this was a good idea. This is Small Business Origins. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Small Business Origins. I'm your host, as always, John Kelly, a.k.a. John the Marketer on Instagram and TikTok, and you're tuned in to our nationwide search. We're looking for entrepreneurs that have a story to tell, and joining us virtually in the studio from Chicago, Illinois, we have Erica Budd with Big World Publishing. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It is always our pleasure. I say it every single show and I really mean it because I love meeting people from across the country. And I got to tell you, I am so blessed that this thing has just it's worldwide now. Um, I, I kept saying we were on this nationwide search and I keep teasing that we need to change that intro out and say that we're on a worldwide search. But I just got a message, an email from someone who's going to be on the show later. And she said, I'm in Australia. And I started listening to the show just to research what it was like so that when I get on it, I'm prepared. And <laughs> it just started as a research project. And she was like, now I'm a fan of the show. I listen all the time. And I, it just... I'm not going to lie. Like I feel a little bit celebrity status with my 3000 downloads a month. You know, I'm like, this is kind of cool that people from across the world are resonating with this and it doesn't matter what time zone they're in. They love hearing these business stories. So I get a kick out of the fact that I get to meet people like you that I would have never known sitting here in my own little world, doing the, my marketing thing and my firefighter thing. I would have never met you until it was a podcast that kind of brought us together. So it's so exciting to have guests on this show and learn about you, where you came from and how you got into doing what you do. But we always start out with an icebreaker question here. So super serious icebreaker questions. If you've listened to the show, you know that every single one of these just dives into what's really driving society. And today's question is what is your favorite flavor, sweet, salty, or sour? Can I do a sweet salty? Because they have those chocolate covered potato chips and those are good. Ooh, yeah, you're not yeah, I wrong. I think you're going to have to I... change your question now because it, it's now no longer an either or. You combine. Yeah, that's very true. And you're absolutely correct. Like I thought at first when I heard about these things, I was like, this is going to be gross, right? But there's something about like that that real salty and it just it hits both of the flavor palettes at the same time. And I absolutely love it. Like chocolate covered bacon. Chocolate covered potato chips. That one I haven't had. I've had the candied bacon, but not the chocolate covered bacon. Man, you have to try it out. It is. It's so delicious. It's something I got. Have you ever heard of the Houston Rodeo? No. Okay. So we have a, a big, like, it's it's almost religion down here in Houston. And it's the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Uh, at the time of recording this, the cook-off just ended. The concerts are kicking off. The rodeo is kicking off. Everything down there at NRG Stadium is going absolutely nuts. And people are just flooding in with their cowboy boots, their cowboy hats, and, you know, all the outfits. And a, a big part of it is the food. You know, Ooh. we start off with a cook-off because everybody wants to come in and, and cook some really good barbecue and compete. And then after that, when you're in the carnival, they've got the little stands out there that sell chocolate-covered bacon. You can get deep-fried Oreos, deep-fried yeah. ice cream all of the carnival favorites. And one of my favorite that I tried there was the chocolate covered bacon. There you go. See, now you're but, hungry though. 
I know, right? <laughs> now, my answer to this is totally separate from all of that, and it's sour. I sour. am a sour candy fanatic. Uh, I'm currently seven pounds down. I'm back on my weight loss trend again. So I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier, eat a little bit less per meal, exercise more, all that good stuff. But my guilty pleasure is sour candy. I love Sour Patch Kids. Mm -hmm. uh, when I grew up, I used to eat the heck out of Warheads. Anything like my mouth lemon, is water right now. Heads. Just talking lemon about it. Another one. Lemon, yes. Lemon candy. Yes. Lemon heads. Love them. And mm -hmm. honestly, I can just sit there and eat like lemons and limes and all that stuff. I can just peel it and eat it as if it's an orange or a grapefruit. I enjoy so that sour kick. People that can do that. That's amazing. Like, do you not have those buds? Like, do you not? Like, some of those, like the sour buds, must be gone for you to be able to suck on a lemon. I'm, I'm broken. <laughs> yeah, I'm broken. I'm wrong. Something's happening. Well, Why can I do that? You, but just anybody that could do that. I'm like, there has to be like some buds like missing or something. To to be able to just on lemon. Hey, I, I don't know. I can't explain it, but I absolutely love sour. So that's my answer. But <clears throat> sorry, that's my answer. But to be honest, I, I enjoy I enjoy food. So I'm with everything you. I'm we talked foodie, about already. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, a foodie. I like it all. Yeah, For we sure. actually I, I'm I would normally go through to sweet first. Um like I'm such a huge ice cream person. We make our own ice cream. So <sighs> I am a I am a foodie. But then you put a bowl of like sour cream and onion chips in there and I'm good too. So Yeah. You like well and food, you can't really go hard to pick. You <laughs> can't go wrong with homemade ice cream. We did that for my first time probably four or five years ago, and you're right, it is it is so good. When you make There's it yourself, add the flavorings you want. Yeah. Hundred percent. And it's so creamy and soft. Mm -hmm. It just comes we out We actually different. started making, we switched to custard, which the only difference is that it has the egg in it, but it's just a little bit creamier. Okay. Yeah. Our social media girl here is a Midwesterner. She is from, I think like Champaign, Illinois, mm -hmm. somewhere around there. Um, so I'm gonna have to ask her about that. See if she is familiar with that and get her to help yeah. me out on that recipe and see if it makes it even better. Well, trust me, For I sure. didn't know about custard. I'm from California. Custard is not, we've never, I've never heard of custard until I moved here. And then now we started making it and, and I really do taste the creaminess difference. That's awesome. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Are you tired of juggling multiple platforms for your marketing and sales needs? It's time to revolutionize your business operations with Wingman. Wingman's an all-in-one marketing automation software. It's designed by experienced marketers who understand your struggles. It's a game changer. It combines the best tools to streamline your communication, automate your workflows and grow your business. Capture leads using landing pages, surveys, forms, and more. Nurture them with personalized messages via voicemail, SMS, emails, and even Facebook Messenger. And close deals with built-in tools to collect payments, schedule appointments, and track analytics. Say goodbye to multiple marketing tools and hello to Wingman. It's your unified platform for all business needs. You can enhance your online presence, manage your reputation effectively, and cultivate leads effortlessly. So are you ready to take your business to new heights? Visit TrustYourWingman.com today and let Wingman be your co-pilot to success. Well, getting into where you're from, that's what we're here for <laughs> is to learn all about you. So what is your origin story? How'd you get into entrepreneurship? Yeah. Um, so I, as I mentioned, I'm from California, um, Northern Los Angeles. I now live in Illinois, which believe it or not, I don't miss California at all. Um, <laughs> I left California. I lived in Australia for a couple years, came back, couldn't handle it in California. Um, moved to Colorado, 
and then found my way back, found my way to Chicago. So I've kind of been a couple different places, but honestly, each, I started my first business when I was in Australia because, you know, I was new there. Obviously I, like I had a work visa, but I was starting all over there. So I'm like, you know what, here's my chance to start a business. Um, I was one of those people that I wasn't blessed knowing what I wanted to do out of high school. I just, I just knew I wanted to be happy. That was my only goal. I was been, I've been around people my whole life who are working as a means to an end, right? You have to work because that's how you make money and it doesn't matter. Suck it up. You, you don't like it. You need that paycheck. And I didn't want to be like that. Um, my dad's a very hard worker. He works six, seven days a week still to this day. And I look at him and he loves what he does, loves what he does, but I just don't want to work. I don't want to be like that. I just wanted to find something I love. So with that in mind, it was a matter of what, what did I want to do? Right. I was, since I didn't want to be anything when I got out of school, I just decided to get a business degree because I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. So I'll just get a business degree. At least I'll have something right. And then business with an emphasis in marketing. So business marketing, good to have. Okay. Now, I'm actually in the middle of I mean, I say in the middle of, I've got like 98 hours of my 124 hour bachelor's program. And that's exactly what I'm doing is a business major, but then my concentration in marketing. So that's interesting. And I'm glad I did it really, because I had no clue, but I'm like, no matter what, I'll have my foundation for whatever I want to do. Right. Unless I was going to be like a doctor or something. Right. (laughs) Um, so I did that and then I still didn't know what I want to do. I got a great job, a great internship. It led to a great job out of college which led me, um, I was the director of business administration after a few years. So great job, dream job. My problem was I still didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I always wanted to help people. That was something that I knew I wanted to do. Um, So I actually left that great job uh, to be a police officer. So completely changed, completely changed, pay cut, just everybody thought I was crazy. Right. And I thought that's okay. I will use my brain to help people. Like my goal was to be a detective, to help people that way. Um, I discovered that that's not what it's about being LAPD. (laughs) So I didn't last very long. It's just, I realized that this is, this isn't, it's less about helping people than it is about keeping the peace kind of and keeping yourself alive, especially as LAPD. Um, Yeah. LAPD is, that's actually an agency I'm familiar with. Uh, My old, City manager was a retired captain from there, and I am still friends to this day with a retired, I think he was a sergeant with the Air Division. I actually did a ride-along with LAPD Air Division when I visited and got to fly over the city and see some really awesome sights from a a position that most people don't get. You know, a lot of people don't get to go up there. So uh, LA is a different animal altogether from living there, working there, all the way up to especially being a cop there. I, I couldn't imagine the things you saw. Yeah, it's, it's, I have so much respect for the police officers now that I've done it and how hard of a a difficult of a job it is. It really is a difficult job. Um, so yes, when I realized I didn't know what I was going to do, I think that's when I ended up going, now what? Um, I ended up moving to Australia, I believe it after that. And that's when I started a business, my first business. Um, and it was kind of like meetup, do you know, like the, 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 yeah, yeah. Meetup, that social network. Where you can make kind of groups. Yeah. So I started one of those similar to that, but it wasn't, it wasn't around yet. So, um, I started doing that in Australia, but that kind of ended because I was homesick. (laughs) So I ended up moving home, but that was my first dose of, you know, starting my own business. 
Um, and I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it, but it was still like not exactly what quite what I wanted to do. Um, what I knew I wanted to do is I knew I wanted to work in travel. That's something that I'm very passionate about is international travel. But making a living in travel is very difficult. Um, it's you don't get paid a lot of money <laughs> to do it. So I kind of I started as a travel agent. So I started a business doing that. Um, it was right when the internet was taking off. So that kind of destroyed that. Like it's hard to build a business when the internet's taking off and people don't think they need you. Right. Um, so that kind of brought me back to just get a job. You have a business degree. I just accepted defeat and went and you know got a degree in business. I mean, got a job in a couple different business related jobs, and I was fine. Just never fulfilled at all. And then about two years ago, I was in my job. Um, I was a chief of staff. And I was miserable. I was miserable. I mean, on paper, it looked good. You know, I should have been happy. I just wasn't fulfilled. And I was so determined. It's like, what happened to you? What happened to that person who wanted to be fulfilled? And I think just, you know, I'd started, I'd done the businesses, do two of them. I've done them twice. And I just didn't really go anywhere. But I also wasn't extremely passionate about it either. And I think that was what was the issue. Right. You have to me, if you're going to have your own business, you have to know mm -hmm. why you're doing it. You have to be passionate about it. Um, so then it's like, okay, before I figure out what I want to like, before I leave to another job, I need to figure out what I'm passionate about. What do I want to do and make it happen? So that led me down the path of what are you passionate about? What can you do really well at? And what can you make money at? And that led me to what I do now. Um, now I'm still working on the, what can you make a lot of money at part of it, <laughs> but <laughs> I got the, what am I really passionate about and what could I do really well part? So that led me to, um, I'm going on, well, the business has been around for about a year and a half now, but, um, I am now a children's book author. I've just, I'm working on publishing my second book and I love it. I love what I do. I love what I do. I am helping people. Um, because to me, as I said, I, I'm really passionate about travel. So I write about different countries and I'm mm. educating kids and families on different cultures and countries of the world that they may never get to see, because let's face it, we're Americans and Americans don't always travel out of the country. It's just the way our culture is. And so by creating, making it fun to learn about other countries and cultures, I really do believe that I'm helping people to educate them about the world and the differences in the world and to kind of be more accepting of those differences. So I love it. Um, it's not easy, but I absolutely love it. And that also led me to have my own podcast as well, where I just speak with families who travel the world to try to inspire other families to travel. So I love what I do now. I've never worked so hard in my life, but um, I really do. I think it makes a huge difference being passionate about it. Yeah, we were just having this conversation on an episode I recorded recently about, I think the icebreaker question was uh, something about traveling. And that's kind of what it led to was I can't stand like getting, I love cruising, but getting on that cruise ship and then getting off the boat to go do something that's predetermined and packaged for you just irritates me. I'm like, I would, I would much rather buy something from the locals, you know, to go do and then on our way back, instead of hitting that big tourist trap destination that has all those shops set up for you, I want to go somewhere and find the local people and eat local food and learn about their culture because you're right. It, 
this is a huge country. There's plenty to travel and find out about the U.S. You know, there's there's plenty of places that I would say a lot of Americans haven't been in America. I mean, myself included. And so it is probably difficult for some to decide, well, let's spend that time outside of the United States. But for me, I want to go somewhere where things are different. I want to try things I've never tried, things that I would not get to do here in the States. So I'm 100% with you. I also enjoy that. I am just trying to find my way to make it rich doing what I love. So I am also struggling in the financial book to take all those vacations I want to. But it is definitely something that we make it a point to do, especially with our family. I mean, my kids have already been on a cruise ship. And they've already gone and, you know, zip lined in Roatan and gone to a local nice. shop there and learned from the locals of what life is like there. Because that's one big thing I want to get across to the next generation, to my kids, the generation I can affect is you don't understand how lucky we have it here. Oh, yeah. Especially when we go on a vacation and you get off of that ship or, you know, you're at a resort and you go to do something fun in that place. And all you see is the good side that's made for tourists. No, no, no. Let's go off the beaten path and take a look at the other sides. And it's like, this could be a really nice restaurant, but it doesn't have any AC or heat. It doesn't have, you know, many amenities that that aren't amenities to us here in the States. We just oh, consider it to be spoiled. normal. Oh, yeah. Yes. We are spoiled. We have no idea because it's just the way it is. It really right. is. And that is definitely something you see when you travel. Um, I went to uh, Vietnam and my son was not with me. Um, my son was, I think, six at the time. But I did video chat with him. And I'm like showing him around everywhere. And like I didn't realize there was like a boat going behind me. And my, he's like, Mom, what are they doing behind you? And it was like these kids that were just playing with a stick and a ball on some dirt on the boat. Like there was just a pile of dirt. And I'm like, they're just playing with a stick and a ball, but I don't know. I was like, really? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, because in a lot of parts of the world, they don't have everything we have. And so, but the thing is, they're happy with what they have, you know? Yes. Um, and that same trip I went to, we went to a local school and we were helping the kids with English, you know, for a little while. And like, there were no windows on the, <laughs> like, there were no windows, like their, their seats were basic. It was, it's like, we really don't realize how lucky we have it. We, we, we don't. And I do like that travel shows that, especially when you have kids. I mean, it makes you appreciate it as adult, but for kids too, <laughs> like, trust me, when go back home and you just appreciate everything you have because you know, a lot of, a lot of cultures, they share rooms, you know? Um, one of my friends, I think it was in Mexico and, and like she shared a room with her grandma. She didn't have her own room. She never had her own room. That's just their culture, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. So what is it exactly? Because this is something I do love about the show too, is I've bought children's books from other guests that I've had on um, because it's just kind of my way of being able to like show my kids like, Hey, this was a book. And I talked to the author and the person who's publishing this book and you know, I know them now. So it's like, I wanted to buy this just to kind of show you and let you have something that's from dad's podcast and um, something that can kind of help me get my kids to learn about other cultures is absolutely something I'm interested in. So what is it that your book does that is so special that grabs these kids attention and makes them want to learn about it? A couple things. Um, One, I really tried to have kids that So as you can see, that's actually the cover of my book back there. I tried to have diverse characters more so that as many kids as possible can relate to it, 
mm-hmm. so that as, whoever's reading the book, they can find something, whether it's they wear glasses or, you know, they have red hair or, you know, I tried to do curly hair, straight hair. I tried to do everything. And, and it was more for the purpose I wanted every single kid as much as possible to relate. I wanted them to go, Hey, that's like me. I could do this too. You know, I can go here. I can do that. You know, I wanted, that was the first mentality, but it really makes it fun to learn. And the way that I did that was that the story is great. I mean, you can have a million picture books out there, right? With a good story, but mine is different because it has augmented reality technology which most Hmm. people are not familiar with. Are you familiar with that? A hundred percent. Okay. Most people are not. And I will say that is the most difficult part with selling my book is that most people don't. So um, they like you scan the cover and basically what augmented reality technology, and and honestly, I had never heard of it before this. So if it's something different than other than my book, I don't know because I only know what it is as it relates to my book. But with my book, there's a free QR code. Like you download this particular app you take a device, like most people use like iPads or their phones, you scan this, the QR code on there. And then for my book, say my cover, once you scan it, you're looking at, let's say your iPad, and there's actually a globe that pops out and turns and and rotates. That's what my cover does. And you can't see it. And there's a helicopter that flies around it. And it's, nobody's ever seen that before. So it makes it really fun to learn. And the reason why I did that was because A, there's a lot of kids out there that aren't as interested in reading books, right? They love video games. They want technology. So this kind of brings them back to reading with that technology. Um, but two, I wanted them to really experience what they were learning so that they can see this is a real place. This is a real thing. So, for example, my first book's on Australia. When they go to the Great Barrier Reef, they see there's a 3D pop-up of like an eel and coral and fish. And then behind that is an actual video footage of the, of the Great Barrier Reef. So they can see it's a real place. This is what it really looks like. So it takes them there. They can feel like they've been there. So if they're never going to go, they can feel like they haven't missed anything. Or if they go, oh, I want to see that for myself, it'll encourage them to go. You know, So it's really cool. Not like anything out there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, I think – Stepping aside from the Facebook parents that say, you know, oh, I limit my child to 20 minutes a day of technology and they never get, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to speak to the real parents here for a second. So (laughs) if you're not one of those parents that uh, can relate to this, I'm sorry, but the tablet keeps my kids happy and I'm not saying it's always in their hands, but they get a lot more than 20 minutes a day on their tablet. So you're right. Like my kids will, will want to read this more because it's interactive with their tablet. And so in my mind, immediately I'm like, okay, cool. I'm sold. Like I'm buying a book. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to log on to the website and go get it, order it. Um, because that is a, something my kids would be drawn to the book for is I can incorporate my tablet into this. And so now I'm getting them to step away from just watching videos online or playing games into bringing that book back in front of them as well. We do read every single night. We have to have a bedtime story before bed. So there's at least some, some good principles here, but the real parents out there I know can relate to this. The really cool thing is my kids are extremely interested in nature. Like mm-hmm. I'm addicted to TikTok, so I'll be scrolling through TikTok. And when I run across these people that are, um, you know, like crocodile hunter style where they yeah. go out there and they grab these animals and they tell you all about them. When my four-year-old hears that someone's 
educating you about an animal, he comes running to watch the video with me because he just oh, that's great. enjoys it. And he's actually stolen my cell phone and scrolled through a person's entire profile, just watching all of his educational videos. So I love the fact that it not only is going to be entertainment for him, incorporate the tablet that he's going to already have in his hands, but now he's also going mm -hmm. to be able to see those real things, which is going to interest him. When he sees actual fish in the Great Barrier Reef, he's going to be excited by being able to see that. And you're right, you know, his mom and I are scuba divers. We we love to mm. go travel and see all of these kinds of things. So I want my kids to do that as well. My oldest son is 14 and he wants to get his scuba uh, certification so that he can go out with us. And I definitely nice. want to keep pushing this like naturally curious mindset to my children, you know, because it's it's something that I love is I'm I'm very like set in my beliefs and my ways and everything else. But I love to experience other people's ways and beliefs and hear about those things because I do have an open enough mind to say, hey, That's you know great. what, if nothing else, I can respect your way of life, how you do it and what's going on with you. But ultimately, I'm going to do what I want to do, but I want to know why you do what you do. That's why I love this show is I want to hear the why behind you deciding to make these books. You know, and that's the the cool part about my life is getting to do that. So I want my kids to have that natural curiosity and always keep that, that open mind yeah. and, and I hear love that. that. So you're this teaching is... your kids to be curious. You are. You're teaching your kids to be curious, to, to ask why. And you don't have to agree, but and it's also teaching them to have a why themselves, because that's something I try to teach my son. It's like, don't just say no. You have to know right. say why you say, are saying no. Don't just go with what other people are saying. I want you to know why. And then vice versa, you know, ask people why. So, Except when I'm telling them no. Then I just exactly. need them to accept it and say yes, sir. Like I tell because you too, well, don't ask me why. It's different. That, and so all joking aside, I know this isn't a parenting show, but all joking aside, that is a big struggle with me always wanting my kids to be curious and understand things. And I sympathize with them because I'm the same way at work. You know, when I'm given an order or a task or something to do, I need to understand why I'm doing it because that's what gets me better buy-in. But at the same time, as a parent to my child, now all of my kids ask me why all the time. And I'm like, because I said so, like, just do it, you know? So now we're struggling through trying to get them to understand that, Hey, when I can offer an explanation, I'm going to give you one. And asking the why behind everything that happens is a great mindset to have. But sometimes when dad says stop doing something, you just have to stop do it. Stop doing yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Um, but that is good. But it, it does. It's good. Way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same way. I like to know why I'm doing it. But you are teaching them and 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 hopefully it relates to cultures as well and differences. I mean, that's one of the things, because I speak at schools as well and read my book and go through the importance of learning about cultures. And it's that whole mentality of it's not necessarily wrong. It's just different. You know, it's just yeah. different than the way we do things. You know, it's, it's kind of, that's what I hope to convey in my books too. It's like, that's just the way it is. You know, one of the easiest things is saying, oh, you're driving on the wrong side of the road. Well, to us, we could be on the wrong side of the road. Who says that we're right, <laughs> right? You can't just decide that we're the right because it's ours, you know, our way of doing it. It's it's kind of shifting that mentality. And that's what I try to do in my books for starting with kids, right? It's shifting that mentality to, no, it's just different. It's just different, you know? What classes there were, because we both went to business classes, I'm assuming that our business schools were probably the same in the everyday studies. And there were actually some courses that I had to take that spoke about these exact things of like, what is 
culturally different and is acceptable because it's a different culture versus morality and what's right and wrong and you know like what we should have as a, a guiding principle versus what we should just understand is someone else's culture i mean these are these are big topics that even college kids are having and i say kids but college students are having difficulty grasping and understanding and need to be taught well that's even in business i mean as you branch out and you start meeting people around the world right you're going to have to get used to different things as well that cuz you could easily insult somebody not realizing it you know i can't think of anything at the moment but there are certain like ways of greeting people like for example when i teach the kids you know we shake hands when we meet somebody that's offensive in some other countries you know they bow they do kiss on the cheek you know we'd be like oh what are you doing to yeah. us you know so it's like even things like that, how you show respect, like there are things that you learn. And this, again, it's not wrong. It's just different cultures. And so yeah. just be mindful of that, though, as you meet more and more people around the world. I, I was someone said something to me the other day and even oh, raising kids. I think it was around raising kids um, in like in Spain or Italy, Spain or Italy, where in the restaurants, their kids were just running around because that's just the way it is. And then I think they went to England and those same kids that were seen as well-behaved in one country were seen as like, get your kids under control kind of thing, because that's yep. just not the culture. You know, it's fascinating when you, when you think about it, but. That's the first thing that popped through my mind was how irritated my dad would be if we were at a restaurant and there were kids running around because we, man, manners were taught at a very early age yeah. in my household. And if those kids were running around, I'd have probably been a kid like, Ooh, look, those kids have no manners. What are they doing? <laughs> so yeah, you're right. So are these other types of things that are also coming out in your books as far as like lessons learned, or is it mainly focused around just specifically, you know, these are people from a different culture and here's some of their values. Like what exactly are the lessons there? I'm really just trying to share as much of the differences as possible. Um, like I, I talk about, so the different animals, but I also bring up the different foods, right? Like say for example, uh, Australia, you know, we're kind of raised on peanut butter and jelly, right? The majority of kids. That's not what's common in Australia. When I went to Australia, I was like, yeah, that's okay. You know, they're Vegemite and cheese or Marmite, you know, depending on who it is. Well, you know, just kind of explain to kids everyday differences, you know, um, where they drive, where the steering wheel is, weather, um, uh, the different sayings, you know, different words that they use. Um, so I just try to bring up as many differences in that country as possible just to kind of make kids aware whether or not it's, and it's more, it's more just to show them a different way of life so that again, they don't think it's just wrong when they do meet someone from that country or they do hear a similar country with similar, you know, culture that they just don't think it's wrong. They just, oh yeah, that's how they do it here. That's how they do it in this country. You know, that's my goal is really just to open their eyes so that we're, we start to be more accepting of differences instead of more critical. And, you know, that's really my goal. So, um, and, and kind of to go back and then I just want to go back to one more thing about the augmented reality, which is one thing I do love about it as well is that it's for the whole family. I do like that it's a family event because adults are all teenagers. They all think it's cool too, because it's something they've never seen before. So I right. will say I've had quite a lot of comments on that because it brings the whole family going, oh, cool. Because when I discovered it, it was in a painting that the people who did artscapes who I partnered with. They'd, they'd only done it in paintings before. And that's how I discovered it. And it was all three of us, my son, my boyfriend, and myself. It was like, 
what's that? Oh, cool. You know, and I just brought it to the book. So now it's a whole family thing of, let me see. That's cool. You know? Right. I'm a fan of technology (laughs) and, you know, with virtual reality, that's something that's big in my home because my son wanted a quest so that he could play in this virtual reality world. And because I love technology and I love gaming, I'm the same way. So I was like, sweet. If I get him a quest, then when he's grounded from it, it's like it's mine. Or when he's not using it, I can borrow it, you know, those kinds of things. And virtual reality really takes you out of your world and places you into another world. And it's so cool because you can experience things that you can't experience um, with just reading about it or looking on a a movie, a documentary, a TV show. Um, So virtual reality really opens up a lot of cool stuff. But with augmented reality, what I like is that it really brings other things into your world. And I think that that's what virtual reality and and augmented reality are kind of coming together to create that mixed reality where um, you're going to be able to like with Quest, they're trying to really push for your world to be able to exist in the virtual world of the glasses that you're wearing so that you're not just putting on these glasses and like watching a movie. You're now all of a sudden on a roller coaster or scuba diving or doing something like that, where you can actually wear those same goggles, sit here in the office I'm recording in now and be able to kind of with an augmented reality aspect to it put other things into your world that you're in as well and that's what i love about ar technology is that it's cool like it's the ultimate pop-up book right you know the old pop-up books we used to read as kids where a piece of cardboard with a drawing on it would come up well now if you can utilize that tablet (laughs) and it was yeah Yeah. and but now it's like you could still just use a tablet now or a phone and then all of a sudden something else totally different is popping up out of that book that looks more realistic and allows you to experience that book in a new way so but i think think it's a really cool combination yeah you love technology the difficult part that i'm having for my book is that the average person doesn't the average parent doesn't know beyond you know video game console or whatever that's it so when you hear augmented reality technology or you see scan a qr code they think it's just a regular qr code which is not um but it's very intimidating to a lot of parents a lot of people especially like when grandparents buy for their kids so i will say that is my biggest struggle um and and like i said i'd never even heard of it before i i found it either so it's, it's, but I have to it, imagine this book is is good enough on its own, right? It stands up enough on its own as just a book that you read. So why would they really care that much? Well, because in order to pay for the augmented reality, you do pay a little bit more for this for Got it. that book. That's why. So people are like, well, I could just get this book for a couple dollars less. You know, why would I want to do that? You know, so it's it is a great book, and it it's won an award without the augmented reality. So I know it's a good quality book. However, you had to get people to see past that to go, okay, wait, this is a little bit more expensive than that other hardcover book because of this, but I don't know what that is. So, eh, you know, that's fair. That's why. I mean, I can I understand. I tried to be inventive and creative and, and it's kind of, it's, it's a struggle. Yeah. Well, I mean, and such as art, right? You know, that is just, that is the thing is what's, what is so cool to you and so cool to me just doesn't appeal to everybody yet. And I think honestly, it's probably to do with the fact that all of these technologies are changing and yeah. just now really coming to the forefront. But this is something that is just, it's easy to do. I mean, all phones really that is. are of the newer technology, but you know, the iPhones, the Google pixels, the 
uh, Samsung Galaxies, they should all be able to scan with normally just your camera app and hit this QR code and then be able to react in the way it's supposed to. So it, yeah. it just, it amazes me how many people are just kind of stuck in their old ways. You know, I'm not going to lie though. I mean, I was, it took me a long time to get off my flip phone. So I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I used to be one of those people. I really did. And it was just like, eh, I'm fine. Why do I need it? You know, or in my case, I might think like, you know, is the book still good? Like if you don't have that, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just, for me, I think it's more of the unknown, right? It's not that they, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know they don't like it because they've never experienced it. So, well, and it's easy to justify not getting it because it's like, well, I don't know exactly what it is and it saves me a few bucks. Okay, cool. I'll do it that route. But for me, I know that I'm going to be missing out on those cool features and I'm willing to pay to unlock those features. Yeah. But that's just kind of how I am. You know, it's why I have the pro plan on most of the apps and software that I buy, (laughs) even though I may not necessarily need it because it's just, well, I don't want to miss out. It's that fear of missing out. So we just need to create some fear of missing out by hyping it up on this show and talking about how cool augmented reality is, you know, (laughs) that is awesome. So how do we support you and find out about all of the work that you have released that you will be releasing? What's the best way to stay in touch with you? So my website is a big world pub. So that's like, it's a big world out there. That's why I did it. Big world pub for publishing. So bigworldpub.com. And so that's where you can listen to my podcast. You can get my books. Um, my next book I'm working on right now is going to be on Ireland. So that's, it's been a lot of fun and it's great because my son is nine now and I brought him, we went to Ireland together. And so I, when I make these books, it's like, okay, what did you like? What did you think was cool? What did you, so it's a lot of fun. Um, same with the podcast. So yeah. And, and on social media, most social media, I'm at author Erica Bud. So Erica, E-R-I-K-A. Gotcha. And you know, one important thing I didn't ask is what is the appropriate age for your books? So for my books, um, it's a picture book, but because of the augmented reality technology, I could go a little older. So I recommend for four to nine. Okay. Yeah. So that's perfect. I mean, my oldest is probably still going to be interested in it just for the augmented reality portion, but he's 14. (laughs) Uh, My other two are eight and four. So that is like right there within. Perfect. And I know all three of them are going to love it for sure. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what you think too, because I guarantee you'll think it's cool since you know what it is. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You asked that question like, do you know what it is? Thinking I was going to say no. Yeah. I just Um, assume. What is about the price point of both of those with and without, you know, on these books, are we looking at like $5 books, $15 books or $50 books? No. So they are hardcover books because I want new quality with this book. Um, so on my website, you could get it right now for $20.95, okay. 20, 20 bucks, basically free shipping. I'm offering free shipping right now as well. So, and is that with or without the augmented reality? That's so that includes, it's automatically included. That's a signed copy of the book. Then you, wow. you get the book in the dust jacket. It gives you the cute, like, this is how you download the free app. So it's all, it's all included. You just all have to included, download the free so, app. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why anybody would struggle with it then. I mean, it's not even a bad price point. So well, I am sure <laughs> after listening to this, somebody out there is going to buy it. I know I am. So well, yeah, I'll that is too, amazing. Like, I'll give you a, a, a coupon code that you can use for your listeners too. Oh yeah. We love coupon codes. We will include that in the show notes then. So Perfect. for our listeners out there, if you're hearing that coupon code that you can use that you get right here, 
so that you can go order. So please do. We always ask you to support our guests for sure. And I'll tell you, our get our listeners are usually really good at supporting all of our guests. So we can't thank them enough for that. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Great conversation. A hundred percent. This was a great conversation. Uh, really cool stuff that you have going on. I can't wait to check it out myself. And as always, I have to thank you for just coming on the show, opening up, sharing your personal story, as well as what you have going on with Big World Publishing. Thanks, John. Thank you. And listeners, again, please make sure you check out the show notes. Go over there, scour the website, see if there's something <laughs> that works for you. Listen to her podcast because there's plenty of ways you can support her without spending a dime. But if you do feel so willing to open up that wallet, We've got a coupon code in the show notes so you can save some money and order this book. I can tell you right now, by the time you're hearing this, I've already got one at my house and my kids are already reading it, looking through it and seeing all the cool stuff that's on there. So if you want to be a cool kid like me and mine, then you got to order a book for yourself. So head over to her website, check it out. But as always, I have to thank you because you, the listener, is what makes this show happen and what helps all of these people who come on our show every single week for another episode. But that's it for us. And as always, stay beefy, my friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of Small Business Origins. I love an origin story. If you like what you just heard, leave us a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. You guys, check this out. They're going to love it. You're going to love it. 